0: But I'm going to tell you this. We ain't done yet. Howdy, and welcome back to the Ineligible Podcast. I'm Will Stone. I'm down here in Huddo. He's Chase Caldwell. He's up in Waxahachie, Texas. Caldwell. He's Chase Caldwell. Waxahachie. Uh, We're starting our uh, preview of the 2021 version of the Texas Aggies, and we're going to start with the most important position on the field in football, and the one that draws the most questions uh, when it's undecided, and that's quarterback. Uh, A&M loses a veteran in Kellen Mond, started for, uh, as the full-time starter, three seasons and uh, part of a fourth when he was a true freshman. Uh, and there's always, uh, I guess there's just uncertainty, you know, there's unknown, uh, you're, you don't know until you see these other guys play how good they're going to be. But I know that you and me kind of feel like there's, there's some guys that may have a, a high, like even a higher ceiling than Kellen Mond. Um, I'll let you go first. Uh, tell us about Haynes King.
1: Who boy. Um, I'm, I'm so excited about Haynes King, um, I think a lot of people are, I'm not, I'm not on my own there. Um, but man, this kid, he is an incredible athlete. Um, of course he's going to get just tons and tons of comparisons to Johnny. Um, cause he's one of the best athletes on the field and he is just, uh, like I said, incredibly athletic. Um, He's a coach's son, and and he's just he's got that demeanor of a quarterback. You know, um, I am, am big about quarterbacks having a good leadership demeanor, and it doesn't really even matter whether they're quiet or whether they're outspoken, just so long as they have that demeanor. And um, you know, I'm not saying that Mond didn't have it. In fact, I think Mond had it a lot in um, a lot of a lot of times, but uh you listen to people talk and you look in their eyes and stuff and you can kind of tell just just how how they're built and um and a quarterback you want somebody who just is really just a, a very I, I don't know a, a a synonym to demeanor but you know somebody at, that has that demeanor you know yeah. and and that attitude about themselves because um that's a leader and that's somebody that you can really get behind and the same could be said for coaches you know um you can have your flashy quarterbacks you can have your flashy coaches uh but that's different than somebody like nick saban or jimbo fisher that has that demeanor to him and um that's the way i see quarterbacks you know i think that you've got plenty of plenty of examples of these just really really fantastic flashy quarterbacks um that don't really have that demeanor to them um and i'm not going to oust some of those but you know who i'm talking about the ones that we heard all about that were just the next best thing since sliced bread that you haven't heard about in several years now um and then you get the ones that that did have that demeanor take like like tannehill you know I, i felt like he had that demeanor and look at him he's still in the league you know and he's still doing great things um so, so you really get a leader out of, out of somebody that has that leadership quality to him. And here I'm talking about a kid that I've never even met in my life. I'm just, I'm just using like an interpersonal, you know, viewpoint of watching his um, conversations that he's had on, you know, interviews um, and just different things like that. But watching him play, whoo you know he's he's exciting um again he's gonna get compared to johnny a million times so i might as well be the first one to do it um he can run like the wind I, it didn't he have the fastest 40 on our entire team uh
0: excluding devon a chain uh, devon a chain excuse me because uh, he was doing track stuff whenever they tested but um, they say he ran the fastest one on the team. Uh, I'm assuming that Demond Demas was included in that, who ran a verified 4-4 uh, coming out of high school. So I, I, I think I've heard whispers that that Haynes was that Haynes was in that mid 4-5 range. I mean, sorry, that, that mid <laughs> 4-4 just, range. That's just insane.
1: And his shuttle, which which um, you know, a lot of us think is is a better way of measuring um, or, or translates better to football. His shuttle was incredible, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a super high high jump. I mean, all these things that might sound like they don't, don't really matter. And then I guess, maybe the grand scheme of things, um, you can't necessarily translate that to the field. But, um, again, you have this kid that has that, that leadership demeanor to him. And then he's one of the, if not the best athlete on the field, I mean, that's what you want. That, that's a, the yeah. ideal leader to your team, and especially at the quarterback position. But oh my gosh, I mean, he, he's he's got just a tremendous arm. Um, I remember when he went to the Elite Eleven. I followed it very, very closely. Um, for those that don't know, that's listening. That's that's one of the like training events, I guess you could say, um, for some of the best college athletes and. Or college quarterbacks, and uh, not college. I'm sorry, high school quarterbacks in the nation, and and receivers are on there too, and and he did phenomenally while he was there. Um, in some ratings, he was he was a five star quarterback for a while. He's a five star in my heart. I think he he has that five star talent. Um, and you know, to to make it romantic, um, Longview. Whenever he he was there, Longview high school hadn't won the state championship since 1937 okay that was pre-hitler invading poland was the last time that longview had won the the state championship
0: um i'm so glad you put it that way two,
1: two years later when you know the september that Hitler was invading Poland. Um no, I'm sorry that he he was already well into Poland by that point. Uh but so 1939, guess guess who came along and won the uh national championship that year? Oh, the, the Texas fight Texas Aggies. Aggies. And you know how many championships we've won since then in football? Exactly zero. So, here he took his school who had not won a state championship since 1937. And fast forward, what, 71 years? No, 81 years. And A long-ass time. <laughs> he he takes them to the national champion – or the, to the state championship, and, and they won. Yeah. Um. So he's done it once. Let's do it again. <laughs> <You know>? like, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> like I said, I'm trying to make it romantic here because, uh, I mean uh, – it might have been more romantic had he been the 2020 quarterback because then, you know, it would be the same span of years, but I mean shoot, he 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 has already taken a a program who hadn't been there, uh killed that 82-year drought or 81-year drought and then, you know, goes moves to a team that's on an 82-year drought, let's see if we can fix it, you know. Yeah. And, um so that that's kind of of course that that doesn't really translate of course, to how great of a quarterback he is. But that's a really, really interesting storyline, you know, that I, I want to follow, and I haven't heard in a while. I heard it a while back um, a lot, but I haven't heard yeah. it in a while. But, yeah, I mean, what what are your thoughts on it? I know you watched the spring game here recently, just kind of re-watched, and, and you were really analyzing the quarterback specifically. So what do you see?
0: Yeah, Haynes King, uh, I'm a big fan, 6'2", 200 pounds, um, in the spring game, and I know it's a spring game, like we're not running, like our offense and things like that. But uh, it's our it's our first real look at him in an A and M uniform, with uh, you know getting a lot of reps and seeing what he can do. And man, he he was super impressive. Um, you, you could you could see his mobility. Uh, he was extremely accurate on the day. I mean, he was putting balls on the money. He had a few ones dropped that uh, would have been. Uh, surefire big plays like 20 and 30 yards if not more Um, so so don't like don't go off of his stat line from the spring game if you go look that up it's not really representative of the day he had Um, but he moved the offense well and um, even when he uh, threw an incompletion it was often on the guys around him and Jimbo made that point on the broadcast Uh, he threw a a deep ball to Anias, and Anias ran the wrong route and Jimbo's like who's the rookie here Anias? like is it you or is it this kid that's uh, in his second <laughs> year like you should be doing better than that so um, I think Jimbo likes him um, I, I definitely like him he's got a lot of tools and uh, I think he can set the world on fire this year but uh, like we said 4-4 yeah. um, four, four speed 4-1 uh, shuttle great explosive ability and uh, that's the part you didn't get to see in the spring game uh, Like, like Jimbo's not going to uh, let his quarterback run wild and and take a lot of hits so uh, you you could definitely tell that Haynes was trying to stay in the pocket and and make throws as much as he could there's definitely at least two or three plays that stand out where he could have you know tucked it and run if it was a if it was a live game but um, that's to come and that's the the big thing is uh, whoever starts out of these out of these two guys um, they're going to have five games to get ready for Alabama like five not easy games but five you know not not games against like the Alabamas or LSUs of the world you know you got uh, Kent State and uh, Colorado and a couple other uh, smaller names but um, man I'm I'm impressed with I'm impressed with King I know it's a competition but uh, I think we expect uh, King to take it Um, I'd like you I, I like his leadership as well um what i'm yeah. what, what i'm really excited for is for uh is for america to to hear how this kid sounds um he's like you said he's from longview he's from east texas and he's country and he sounds like it <laughs> so i'm, well, I'm, I'm excited for this.
1: there's gonna be yeah. so many old ags that just love this like old <laughs> country boy that's leading i mean it, it's kind of like lbj whenever he led the the nation you know like Everybody trusted him because he talked slow you know <laughs> like yeah that's it that's a I love his voice I mean I y'all could tell I'm a I'm a hick person you know but um, <laughs> he just he's a I don't know I, I will say you know um I sunshine pumped him there for a bit uh, whenever I I got but it's because I'm super excited about the kid like he he just he just strikes me as one of those that it, is he going to be A Heisman Trophy winner this year? No, maybe not. I I I'd say no because I'm not gonna. I mean, I've never seen him full on play. Um, I would have said no to Johnny if you'd asked me that same question in June of 2011. You know, Um, but could he be that caliber of player by the end of his career at A and M? Absolutely. Like I I expect that. I mean, not saying that I expect him to win the Heisman and he you know, like anything else is, is lower, but I expect him to be one of the best quarterbacks in A&M's history. Um, And, and that says a lot because we've had some great quarterbacks through the years, you know,
0: Um, but I think uh, like, as I think a lot of people would ask, you know, do you think he'll have a better, a better season than mine? And it's hard to quantify what that means. Like, what do you mean by better? Like uh, as far as protecting the football I think Mom was one of the best in the country at that. He had a 19 touchdown to three interception ratio, uh, which was among the best in the nation. And, um, I mean, I think with King, it's going to be tough to expect that. Like, uh, people with – like, I think quarterbacks with less experience uh, tend to throw more picks. It's just a fact of life. Um, And you look at Johnny, like like Johnny didn't turn the ball over at all until he played Ole Miss on the road, and then he – turned it over three times you know like uh, a, a, a young player is going to be prone to that but I've to be honest I think Haynes will put up better numbers statistically than Kellen did but may not be as uh he may not protect the football quite as well as Kellen did
1: yeah um and and that's that's a very fair assessment um but a lot of people would look back at Kellen and say that they wish he would have taken more risks, you know, thrown the deep ball more often, sure. or you know, not be as timid as a runner. Um, so, so I, I think you'll see a lot more flash from Haynes King than what you what you've become accustomed to under Jimbo. Um, and I think, in, in terms of the fans, people are really wanting that. Um, so I think I think he'll really deliver that uh, because. If you just want to get excited about this kid, especially if you're somebody listening that have absolutely no idea who we're talking about, just goes go search him on YouTube. You don't even have to look him up on Huddle. He's he's all over YouTube. <laughs> um, Haynes King searches 2018 highlights. You know is, um, when he was in high school, and and you'll see what we're talking about. I mean, he just looks. He's one of those that just jumps off the screen literally, like you, you're he's the only person that you're watching you know and um you know when he when he appeared in a few games this year uh like that we threw him in at the end of the Alabama game I think he he drove the field a little bit and then he threw a pick Um I loved that I I just I really loved that because we we were losing the game like there was no way of winning and and Jimbo's like Go play the number one team in America. Go for it. Like, it, go get your first reps as a college player. You know, yep. and um, that that was a, that was a really cool moment. In my opinion, was like <laughs> that's you know throw him into the into the fire. You know, mm-hmm. and, and uh, see how he performs. And and you know, in a lot of ways, it's it's that whole idea of like throw somebody in and tell them how to, tell them to swim. You know, swim or drown. And and he did that and and in that case, like of course he threw a pick there at the end. Um but I'm sure that was a big like realization, you know, you go from being the best player in in your division and, and guaranteed he was the best player at his high school. Um I'm sure he was the best one of the best players that he ever played against, you know, and so um that's a big realization for a lot of young players is you go from being the coolest, best player on the field to suddenly everybody's catching up to you. And um, so I, I think that I thought that was really cool of Jimbo, you know, that he threw him in there like that. Um, But I could see, I could see him having some struggles early on in terms of, you know, just getting it down pat. I could see us being a little bit more vanilla on offense um, for that reason but at the same time, he's a coach's kid. He's got that demeanor that, that you know, I, I don't know the kid, but I, I could see him going home on the weekends and studying the playbook. You know, like he, he just kind like of almost strikes you as time. that type of person. Exactly. Yeah. And and um, he may not be. I mean, he may be at, at you know, Northgate every every day. I don't know. But he doesn't strike you as that type of person. You know, like he strikes you yeah. as somebody who's just really tuned in. Um, mm-hmm. Because he's got his sights set on on the next level, and but he seems like a very loyal person too. So there there's there's I just really like the kid a lot.
0: Yeah, I think I think Jibbo had a good line in one of his press conferences about about King. Uh, he says, "No matter how hard I am on him in practice, I know his daddy was twice as hard on him when he was in high school." <laughs> so he's definitely. Yeah, well, uh, go ahead.
1: Which means he which means he's probably three times as hard on himself. You know, yeah, exactly. Uh, like. You have that time type of brutal raising, but uh, not brutal. <laughs> that sounds bad. Like his <laughs> dad didn't beat him, but it, like you have that like really, you know, tough spirit. And uh, you know, my my dad has always been very um, very tough on on me, and not not like a bad way. Like he he's expected a lot of me, and he yeah. You know, whenever I've done wrong, he's really, you know, like he hadn't shied, shied back, and I think that's made me the person that I am today. You know, a lot of that, and and I'm sure Haynes King would probably say the same thing if you asked him. You know, I mean, he just—I yeah. don't know—he just seems like the, the he seems like he's got a great value system, a great support system. Probably been in it. You know, been studying the game of football all his life, and I don't know. He just he just seems like he's going to be an incredible, incredible player. Not just in college, I think he'll be an incredible player at the next level too.
0: Yeah, I think one thing that works in his favor is, um, as far as his development. Like you see, so many of these highly rated quarterbacks coming out, where all they do is play quarterback, like the the Bryce Youngs, the. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence's, the DJ Yui Ungalile's, um, all these these high-ranked quarterbacks. They have private QB coaches and, like, all that sort of thing, this high-level training. Um, King was, like, he played quarterback for Longview, uh, but he also played basketball uh, in the offseason and then ran track. Like, he wasn't all football yeah. all the time. He was very um, diverse in his uh, in his participation in his, in his time. Like he wasn't in a dedicated off season weight training program. So, um, he's, yeah. he's already gotten, uh, bigger since he's been here. He's never going to be a big muscle up guy, but, um, he's, he, he's got plenty of size to be durable, uh, in this conference. And, um, I think like what we've seen from his high school highlights, uh, I think he'll be even better, um, and I guess as soon as this year. So, uh, definitely a lot to yeah. be excited about. Um, uh, but to wrap up on King, uh, it's his second year on campus. He's a redshirt freshman, um, super fast, uh, super accurate, and just good head on his shoulders. And we think, we think that he's going to be the guy. But as we've been saying, this is a competition, and the other side of the coin is Zach Calzada. Uh, Zach Calzada is a, a six foot three, two hundred pound quarterback from Lanier, Georgia um it's he's still listed as a redshirt freshman due to the uh the the, the covid year uh, but it is his third his third year on campus um he actually uh, participated in the spring game uh in 20 2019 so um this is his uh his his third go around and um you, you hear from the 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 coaches and and i think they say that he's really uh honed in and focused and this is a true competition. Like I know we all expect it to be King, but I think I think Zach's given him a run for his money. And how he's different from King is he's not quite the athlete, but the dude has a howitzer of a right arm. he's no joke got the strongest arm that I've seen while following A and M. Like it's it's stronger than Kyler, it's stronger than Kyle Allen, it's stronger than Tannehill, um and any of the other like other quarterbacks that we've seen go elsewhere, like the dude just has a rocket. And uh, I know that's not everything. Like it's not even you know the most important thing. Um, like you need to be accurate, and make good decisions, but his arm definitely flashes whenever you watch him.
1: Yeah, you know, and and um, Calzada is a great example that I said in that introduction episode, that little little quick snippet that we did, um, where Jimbo can go and find these guys that are you know not highly rated nationally famous guys recruit them and they're super good players i think calzada's one of those guys he he's got he there's a lot to him that make him a really really good quarterback um, and i think he could start most places in the, in the entire country and i think, and he, I could think too. he could start at texas a&m you know yeah. i mean i'm not, i'm not counting him out by any means um, he like you said his arm is incredible um, and and we talked at length about the leadership demeanor that that I think uh, Haynes King has calzada's got it too I mean he he's got that 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 uh, kind of swag to him I guess you could say uh, that that you could yeah I mean you got to like the kid but but then when you look at, at his, um, loyalty to the team to uh, not saying like, it's not a foregone conclusion that Haynes King is the starter. You know, it's, it's just not, I mean, he could very well win out. Um, he might know the playbook better. I, I don't know. I I'm not on the inner workings of it. He's got the talent to, he very well could, but he's willing to come into that challenge and, and, as a third-year player, like you said, eligibility-wise, he's he's a red-shirt freshman, mm-hmm. um, but he's been here for three years. It's probably confusing to people. We didn't ever mention that, and I know that there's been plenty of people texting me and, and replying about how you like that we, we try to teach a little bit here and not just <laughs> pander to the people that uh, follow this all day long. But uh, last year, you could play, you could continue playing, and you could play throughout the year. And it wouldn't count against your eligibility. So it's basically a free year. So some guys took it off because they didn't want to get hurt. Um, other guys took it as an opportunity to play one extra season. And, and either way, it's teach their own. But so he has been here for three years and still has, what, four years of eligibility left?
0: He's still got four years to play.
1: Yeah. So, I mean... It's not going to be one of those things where if we get through fall camp, we got to worry about him transferring. Um, I mean, it's possible, of course, but let's say Haynes King wins the battle. I don't think you're sitting there worried that he's going to transfer because if he finishes out his, his bachelor's degree, he could be a, a master's or a graduate transfer and – you know, go straight into playing somewhere else and play there for four years or three years, you know? I mean, like, mm-hmm. that's that's really, really um, unique. I mean, that's that's kind of like a Trevor Knight situation, you know, yeah. that, that he played a really extended amount of time.
0: Yeah, I think it says a lot about him as a, as a person that he he did stick it out, and especially, like, they just passed the, the one-time transfer rule where, where you can go anywhere you want to without sitting out, like, like you, like it doesn't matter if it's interconference. Uh, like you, you don't have to be a grad transfer anymore. Like he, like he could have left after the spring really? and be like, well, yeah, yeah. Like and so, he could have left and been like, hey, like uh, King probably has this wrapped up. Like they're not going to give me a fair shot, and I'll just go somewhere where I know I can start. But I think I'm sure Jimbo did a good job of convincing him to stay and being like, hey, like this is a competition. Like you're still in it. You know, if you come back and perform in the fall. But um, I think I think we should give some credit to him for for sticking it out and uh, absolutely not...
1: I give him all the credit for that.
0: Yeah, um, uh, a few...
1: well, and and to make no, sorry, just to to mention that I I must have missed that that that's a big big uh, big change in college football. I must have missed that altogether. Uh, yeah, so we'll have to talk about that later. But
0: oh, for sure. Um,
1: but yeah, I I give him a lot of credit. And then I wanted to say one last thing about him that. You know, if I'm if if you're asking Chase Caldwell, which guy do you like more? You know, who do you think is going to be the quarterback? It's Haynes King, is how I feel. Um, but I get paid exactly zero dollars to, uh, you know, evaluate players. To I, I've I've sat in exactly zero minutes worth of meetings with these two kids. Um, I know absolutely nothing on the inner workings of it. And we have the number one coach in the business coaching these two kids. So if – you won't ever see me be mad about which quarterback comes out of, of the tunnel um, with Jimbo Fisher. I'm, I'm never going to get mad about that because he knows way more than me about this stuff. And if if Calzada comes out as a starter this year, my hat's off to him completely because – Haynes King's one of the most insane athletes I've ever seen and he beat him out for that spot. That's mm-hmm. a feat in and of itself, you know? And yeah. so um, I think it's a win-win situation for him because he's, he's gotten a train under one of the best coaches in America um, and then might still be able to go somewhere else and play a full on college, you know, year if he ever transfers or he could stick it out here and, you know, you never you never know. I mean, he he could be the starter. It's just there's there's questions. Of course, um, of course, if you were to ask me, I already mentioned that. I'm I'm assuming it's Haynes King, but you know what happens when you assume. So it's yeah. just <laughs> we'll see.
0: And also, like, if if he is the backup this year, he's always one play away from getting in the game. Like, like oh, yeah. anything can happen in like in college football, uh, especially when you when you play defenses like Alabama's. Uh, like Auburn's like LSU's um, it, this is a physical game and I, I think I think Haynes can be durable but uh, he, like I said earlier he's, he's not the biggest muscled up guy so um, I think um, like to get back to, to Kellen for a second I think we took that for granted for the past three years he missed he missed one play in his entire career due to injury and what's crazy is if he didn't miss that play we probably beat Clemson because when he came out for a play yeah. Starkle went in and fumbled the ball on a sack, um, but it's it's remarkable that the Kellen was so healthy for so long with some of the hits that he took, and um, it's it's something that we can only hope for with one of these two guys. Um, I've got a couple of quick interesting notes on Cal before we move on. Um, so he's from Linear, Georgia. He played on a bad high school team, and I, there's no one from from that city listening to us right now, so they they will never know that I said this about them, but. It was a historically bad team, like they've never really like been very good like good or like gotten into the playoffs or anything. Well, he took that team to the state semifinals. And his his film, uh, it's it's funny to watch, not because like not because of him, like he looks awesome, but he had to include plays of drop balls because there weren't enough plays of him completing passes because his receivers weren't good. <laughs> like he had to show where he was putting the ball on the money. And the receivers were just dropping them to show, like, hey, like, I'm a good quarterback uh, and I'm making good throws, <laughs> so even though, you know, like, like you don't see drop balls on anyone else's film. <laughs> like, I've never seen that uh, <laughs> since I've watched him. Yeah. And, and then one last thing on Calzado before we move on. Um, so late in his recruiting process before he signed, uh, Georgia made a furious push to get him to flip to the, the home state team. Um, and he stuck with A&M. What's interesting is if if he had flipped to Georgia, he would have started at some point last year. Um, Mm -hmm. I think – I feel like Justin Fields was probably still there whenever he uh, decided to uh, stick with A&M. So he was like, oh, well, well, you know, Justin Fields is there and they got some other guys, so, you know, I'll go uh, over to A&M. Well, Justin Fields left, obviously. He went to Ohio State and – uh, Georgia had a weird quarterback situation. Like they had Jamie Newman transfer in and then he opted out and didn't play. And then JT Daniels transferred there, but he was hurt. Um, so for the first like seven or eight games, Georgia started, uh, a red shirt freshman, uh, who got benched for a walk-on. So they started a walk-on for like th- most of the season. And <laughs> you, you, like, you have to think if, if Calzada is there, he he probably gets handed the job at some point, and who, who knows? You know if he yeah. uh, if he performs well, I I think he would have. But um, on 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 those two guys on on King and Calzada, uh, it's going to be a fun battle in fall camp to see who comes out on the other side. Um, if it's King, yeah, I think I think we're both pumped about that. If it's Calzada, you know, tip of the cap for for, for beating out a, pl- a player of King's caliber, um, yeah. and and stepping up his game. I think we're in good hands either way. Um I know it's cliche to say that, but uh, I feel good about either one of these kids,
1: yeah. and and we compared it to to some of the different quarterbacks um as we were kind of prepping for this episode that that we saw. You know, it it kind of reminds me of a Kyler Murray Kyle Allen type situation where Kyle had an incredible arm. and I like he was really good. and I'm not he he wasn't as good and in, in shifty as kyler murray was of course but um but he, he was a better thrower overall I, i'm not necessarily saying that Calzada's is a better thrower than than king because i've n- never really fully compared them one to one um but he's he's got incredible arm talent you know and and that's the biggest thing for him um, so it's it's almost seems like he's more of a pocket passer where um you know haynes king's more of the shifty type um, so I think, I think we could see that mixed into packages too. You know, I could see some times where if one of them doesn't start, they still get some playing time, you know, and, um, hopefully both of them have equal playing time this year because we're blowing everybody out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know that's right. Uh, the, the last, co- uh, thing I'll say about the, the battle before we get to the, these other, these other couple of guys, um, there's some eerie, uh, Similarities between uh, this quarterback situation and this team situation and Jimbo's situation at Florida State in 2013. Um, in 2013, he had had uh, a longtime starting quarterback leave, and EJ Manuel uh, got highly drafted, um, and then he started a shirt freshman who ended up winning the Heisman and a national championship. Uh, also, in that that prior year they won the orange bowl and then just had a long time starting quarterback move on get drafted by the nfl and won the orange bowl and will likely start a redshirt freshman so tbd on the
1: well will will start technically a r- redshirt freshman either way yeah but, yeah it will <laughs> yeah. it will
0: be a redshirt freshman either way
1: yeah and 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 that was his that was jimbo's third year as a head coach wasn't it third or
0: fourth oh, well
1: when no i like like J- uh, like oh. this will be his his fourth year a And M. Yeah, it was his fourth year at at Florida State when J- Jameis won the Heisman, wasn't it, or Correct. when they won the national championship?
0: Yeah, yeah. So um, we will see.
1: There is there there is some similarity. We we probably ought to flesh <laughs> that out sometime just for fun. Yeah. Um, because I I looked at that one time. I remember I posted on Websider, um, which if you don't know is is like a really that's where a lot of the big time <laughs> Aggie football fanatics. It's, it's kind of hard to
0: explain.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's, it's like, I don't know, but I remember posting that there and uh, it didn't go over as well with, I don't remember the poster. That's, that's a big Florida state guy, but he's like, yeah, okay. there, sure. Uh, at the, at the shallow level it is, but, there's a lot of differences between the two and, and I'm sure there are, you know, i I've never followed Florida state ever. So I'm just kind of looking at it at a, at a very shallow level. Um, but there's some really cool, uh, comparisons that we could probably make later on.
0: Yeah. So the quarterback competition, as far as who will start this year, it's definitely between the two we just talked about, Hans King and Zach Calzada. Uh, there is a third quarterback on the roster. Um, by the name of Eli Stowers, uh, true freshman. He was here this spring. Um, six foot four, two hundred fifteen pounds, out of Denton, Geyer, a four-star prospect, um, super athletic. Um, One state in the high jump as a sophomore, I think, with a seven-foot jump, um, which is out of this world. Um, he's not ready to start right now. Still a little bit raw in terms of his passing, but um, definitely high upside player and whoever wins the job this year whenever they're done uh stowers will definitely be uh in the competition to to be the next guy in line
1: yeah he's he's one that I'm I'm just excited about him and just as excited about him as I am Haynes King. Um he is he's an incredible player. Uh he's just really 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 good and and I'm curious to see how Jimbo manages all these fantastic quarterbacks because, um, you know, we got one in the waiting that, of course, hasn't signed his LOI yet, and we're, we're about to get to him. Um, but, but, you know, just with the three that we've talked about, Eli Stowers being the third, they are all fantastic quarterbacks. I mean, they are all, like, You know potential Heisman winners. You know in terms of their talent, Um, mainly in Haynes King and Eli Stowers. They're they're both super super good athletes. Um, Of course, they they don't have a whole lot of film at the college level, so maybe they don't pan out. But you got to think that they maybe they will. And when you're looking at just what we've seen, you know, at the high school level from both Stowers and Haynes King, they're they're incredible incredible athletes and it it makes me like really torn on like which one i i like more because i mean they are
0: i know the feeling
1: stowers stowers is fantastic you yeah. know it, and it really makes me more of like like i'm i'm kind of concerned about stowers being sandwiched between two you know career cha- just just uh generational level, talents yeah Yeah, and, and, you know, I I really hope that he plays for A&M for a year or two and that we get to see his true talent because he's an incredible, incredible player. Um, But it does make me worry a little bit. Uh, It also lessens my concern on what we'll talk about with the next one. And um, so I don't know. I'm excited to see how it all pans out over the next several years. Yeah. Uh, But – but it gives me peace to know that, you know, in the event that we had to go to a third-string quarterback, we've got a fantastic quarterback. I mean, if if Eli Stowers was our guy this year, I would be really excited. You I know, mean, I'd be just as excited as if, you know, one of the other two were our quarterbacks. Like, I would be that excited about him. But he is a true freshman. There is a lot that he's got to learn, and he's got the ability to do that with having these two really good quarterbacks ahead of him.
0: Yeah. I think the, that elite level quarterback is, is, has been the missing piece here. Like you see the, like, like nowadays the teams that recruit the best, it's not like, like typically those teams didn't always have the best quarterback. Like, you know, like back when Alabama was mm-hmm. rolling out, uh, Blake Sims and Jacob Coker and Jacob Coker. Uh, but now they get the five star quarterback every year. Uh, Clemson gets one every yeah. year. Ohio state gets one every year. Um, AM is going to hit on one of these guys, like one of these guys is going to be a superstar and maybe multiple ones. Um, yeah. And I think <laughs> as highly as we've talked about these other guys, there is nobody I think higher of than Connor Wigman. Uh, yeah. Six foot two, uh, 210 pounds, five-star quarterback out of Cypress, Bridgeland. Uh, he'll be a senior in high school this year, and he is just a flat-out stud. Uh, I don't know if it's because he plays baseball or if he wears number 15 or just the way he plays, but, man, he, he really draws comparisons to Pat Mahomes.
1: Yeah, he, he is incredible. I mean, incredible. He, he's probably the most exciting quarterback that I've ever watched at the high school level, um, and that says a lot because I remember how excited I was about Kyler Murray. I remember how excited I was. I, I, I remember how excited I am. About Haynes King, how excited I am about Eli Stowers. Demetrius Davis was an incredible quarterback at the high school level. I'm excited to see his progression through college. He's not he's not an Aggie, but uh, he seemed like he he might have been had we missed out on Haynes King. Um, but but there's there's been some really incredible quarterback talent coming out of Texas over the past you know ten years or so. And I think he, he has them beat, you know, in a lot yeah. of ways. One of, one of my old buddies that that um, I worked with whenever I was an equipment manager is on the coaching staff at, at his high school, and he's got nothing but good things to say about the kid. He's like, this is the best kid I've ever met. I mean, he is yeah. he's so good. And for those of you who don't follow recruiting at all, you know, you probably at least know that – just because somebody's committed nowadays doesn't mean that they're gonna sign with that school they could always decommit go to another school um, in his case one of the big worries that we have is will he go to the major league baseball you know yeah. um, and and I think um, you know i I'm not the one to ask about baseball I'm not a big baseball guy I love watching baseball but I don't follow it um, but there's you know, I've heard a lot about how he liked um, Childress and, you know, that he wanted to play football. Uh, it sounded a lot like Kyler Murray, you know, where where he was this really good baseball player too. And there was questions about, is he just going to play baseball instead? Um, I know there was questions like that with Johnny too. And, and, but this kid is is one that that's the number one question about him because uh, yeah. I mean he's just he's just that good at baseball. But then now that we just got this incredible baseball coach, I think that helps us too. You know. Uh, I think they've already so, been in
0: contact. and They've already hit it off. Yeah, that, that's
1: I, I'd imagine so. I'm, I'd imagine that was probably the first call that he made. Yeah, for sure. Um, because this kid is a genera- generational talent at football and from all things that I've read about him, he might be even better at baseball, you know, and, and that's a, that's, that's really cool. I do want to do an episode one, one time about Jimbo recruiting these multi-sport athletes. There's plenty of sound bites and stuff that uh, we can pull of his opinion of multi-sport athletes. But, um, you know, here we have, we have two that we've talked about at length in Haynes King and and Connor Wigman. And, and they're both, incredible athletes. I mean, just incredible, incredible athletes. And they diversified their portfolio, so I, I've got to be excited <laughs> about that, you know?
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, good, good. I'm glad you worked that in there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Connor, man, he's he's a special kid. Um, and I, I think it'll be more like a Kyler situation as opposed to a uh, Cole Stewart situation. Uh, if you remember sure. back in, in 2015, 14, 2013, uh, we signed Kenny Hill and Cole Stewart. Uh, we, we signed Kenny because we knew that Cole was bound for the major league baseball draft. Um, I think he was like a surefire top five guy, uh, which is an, an insane amount of money. And we knew he was going to go. Uh, I think I'm sure Connor will get drafted in like the later rounds. But, um, from what I've read, like his, his dream is to play college football and uh, I, I would expect him to, to be at A&M uh, next fall. Yeah. So, um, And I, I, my last note on him, uh, I've got receipts on this. Um, there's a bunch of good quarterback prospects in Texas this year. And uh, like me and Chase like to go kind of back and forth and debate about like who should A&M really target and really go after. Um, well, after, after Wigman's first game last year, he posted his highlights on Twitter. And I watched him and I sent the video to Chase on twitter and i was like this is the guy like this is the guy we need yeah. to go after <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. and and we didn't right then and i was worried i was like man is ain't gonna offer this kid like he's about to blow up and uh sure enough they offered him back in in january i believe and he committed shortly after so i'm really excited about him uh if you uh, see one of these guys win the job this fall and leave for the nfl in a couple of years uh don't be alarmed we've got uh, a lot of talent coming down coming down the pike yeah well, shoot, man, I think that about wraps up our our quarterback talk
1: yeah i uh, we've we've um, there's a lot to be excited about um of course, we mentioned at the beginning we're replacing a about as seasoned as a quarterback as you can get. He broke a lot of records at a and m because he played so long at a and m and you can't replace that experience that experience is 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 very important but when you're replacing it with guys like these um you gotta think hey that's okay you know it'd be okay if we have an inexperienced quarterback for a year you know because then you get so much experience so fast in the sec uh, that they'll catch up if if they come out behind but i mean i i hate to keep using johnny as the example but you know, he didn't have any experience in the SEC, and look what he did, you know. So it's it's not out of the realm of possibility. Tua Valua did it. You know, um, uh, the, you've got plenty of good quarterbacks in recent years that came out with no experience and and really set the world on fire. Um, we might have that guy this year. Yep. And uh, I, without sounding too maroon-colored glasses, I think we do. Um, but – but you know, I'm I'm gonna be a realist about it too, and say that there's probably gonna be some some growing pains and some problems with it this year. Um, but I I'm just so excited about it because it just seems like no matter who wins the job between Calzada and King, uh, you're they're gonna earn their respect day one yep. because King I feel like already has because he's the best athlete on the team almost, and um you know, if Calzada beats him out, then that, that means that he's beating the best athlete on the team. You know, that brings a lot of, of talent, too. I mean, that, that brings a lot of respect, too. So, yeah. um, I don't know, a lot to be excited about if you're an Aggie.
0: Yeah, I think we're in good hands either way with either quarterback. And whoever wins the job, they will be surrounded by a ton of talent. Um, we're going to get to those, those other positions uh, later on. Uh, in future episodes. Uh, But thank you for tuning in to our talk about quarterbacks. I know it was a a hot topic for you guys, so I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, Go uh, subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts or Google. Uh, We are uh, soon to be on Spotify, so if Spotify is your app of choice, go subscribe to us there. Uh, Leave us a five-star rating uh, that helps boost our visibility. Uh, And then follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at IneligiblePod. Uh, you can follow me at Willstone CFB. You can follow Chase at TexasAggie15. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time.